0: <laughs> i tell you what, man
1: <laughs> Lovely evening to you, Dennis oh, you're, looking, yes. you're looking marvelous
0: Marvelous, it's so good to be back
1: And tomorrow, we will actually be together for the first time in about a year A year,
0: which is year. exciting uh, so I can't wait to shake your your middle toes and your middle foot Well, you It's can, so good to see you, you
1: There are she, limits she, to where you can, can touch me
0: too bad that you will never be able to wear a turtleneck.
2: <laughs>
1: well, turtlenecks are, they're too suffocating anyway, in my opinion. But then again, I don't live in super cold climate. I
0: try not. Not super cold. I guess I got a, I had a beer, but I lost it. Where, where'd my beer go? Where'd my beer go? We're drinking George Killian's Irish Red. And there you are the deep south. Whoa, sh-
1: in deep south. Yep. All right. Calm down. <laughs> How has your week been?
0: My week has been good. Yep. Yeah. It's been good. I got my sports car back. Nice. May have told you.
1: Yep. Well,
0: you and you course, told me
1: that you had one last episode,
0: and well, which it, is it, news it, to me. It, there was a long story about losing the keys and having to yep. make the keys. And, yep, yep, yep. And then it, the tire went on fire. You remember this? The brakes went on fire. Yeah. All that. So I put the money in. It's sixty seven hundred bucks. Now I have a loan. Listen to this loan.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Buy all the money from the bank, and I'm on a credit line that's worth twenty one thousand dollars. Okay. Okay. And the secure the security in this case is my home.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And when I take money out of it the only payment that registers is the interest payment. I don't have to pay on the principal until I would never sell the house. Okay. And this is a contract that re-ups every year under certain rates and whatnot.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so that's the coolest loan, so that means that I'm gonna be making car payments for this sports car that is driving, I'd say, pretty well. If, uh, I know that was my uh, can opener, my beer opener. Here smashing against the table Um, but it drove reasonably well though i'm having some trouble i'm going to go talk to the take it out and talk to the mechanic Mm -hmm. because i said to him when i shook his hand for, for working on my car i said this car is partly yours now and he looked me square in the eye and he said yeah man yeah man his name is tanner that's real tall slender dude little goatee you know
1: your you're meaning when you say this is partly yours, as in it was you know this is your responsibility, your creation. You've you've helped build he's part, part of it.
0: Owner, meaning meaning I just gave him ah. seven thousand dollars, <laughs> and now he basically co owns my car. My loan, my total loan, is to pay him off. So he's my new partner. Right. And when he showed me the card, and I had, he said, "Is it running?" We were inside. He says, "Yeah." I say, yeah, "That's right." And he comes outside. He listens, and he said, "Oh, that reminds me." And he opens the passenger side door, and he gets down on his on his knees on the pavement, and leans underneath the passenger seat, and is under there. And suddenly, the hum of the engine changes from uh, to, uh. and I said, "What are you doing down there?" And he said, "I'm adjusting the electronic fuel ignition." What I said from from. From inside the car, he said, "Yeah, there's a little gray knob here, and uh, I had it tuned for blah blah blah, and and, and I just want to make sure I got it for when it's warm." And he tuned in, you could hear the different hum of the engine. Whoa! Now that I now that I know this, now you,
1: you're just going to be going down the hi- highway fiddling with that knob, and you just wh- whatever <laughs> <it> could
0: happen. <laughs> so I'll tell you a story. We want to come back to. So I was in a car with a man, a wealthy man, who was a boner, a, a, a donor, who was a boner, yeah, a ben- Wait. yeah he, a he donor had a boner, and a, ben- a donor and a benefactor. Yes. And when you put those two together, sometimes they're called bona Yes. But he's an old man, and he's. We get in his car. I mean, he's seventy-six, I guess. And we're in his car, and he has. He's old, and he gets in there, seat belt buckled up. Get up, we're moving. And he reaches down with his right hand by the the middle of the, the seat, between the two seats, and he comes up with a stick that's about 30 inches long, maybe 28 inches long, and it's got a rubber end on it,
2: mm-hmm. and it's
0: slender. And he uses it to turn up and down the radio so he doesn't have to lean over, much to your point about, now that I know the electronic fuel ignition calibrator is a knob that that's where my head will be as might as well be up my ass (laughs) but this guy pulls out this stick and as he's got the stick out and we're going down the highway he's not watching the highway at all he's
1: just poking at the
0: what he's doing with the stick what and i said i said almost audibly of course i could speak somewhat lousy and he wouldn't know if i was turned my head toward the window this sucker's gonna die, and sure enough, years later, I got the news from a a friend of a friend, and he said, you know, Jack passed. And I said, oh, Mm -hmm. that good old guy, I was in his office, and he said, what are you here for? And I said, blah, 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 he said, so you know this guy, and I said, I know him, he said, I trust him. I trust him, I'm glad he introduced you to me. How much money do you need? Right. And I said, well, if I left here with $25,000, I would be so happy. And he wrote me a check for twenty five thousand.
1: Yes. Reached I...
0: in his drawer, and went through what appeared to be seven or eight checkbooks. Well, oh, let's see, well, let's see, oh, this one, okay. And he, and he wrote it. And old Jack, but he guessed how he died.
1: Uh, was he driving a car? He was. And he was. Was was there a was there a, a long stick impaled in his in his chest? Jesus.
0: No, nothing that Nothing quite that. cop you You went a little dark on me there, that what I, <laughs> fun, I Jack? I wasn't thinking about being impaled. I was thinking about he died of a heart attack uh, because he was pissed off that his stick wouldn't find the right radio station. Uh, right. I like. I also think that just before Did you he died— Did he just
1: have he, short little Tyrannosaurus arms or something? What? He was a little guy.
0: He was a short man. And he couldn't reach the, the, the radio without uh, leaning all the way over. Well, no, no, no. Well, without leaning, yes. He was short, right. and he had little arms. Okay. And uh, it, it was good that he, he was sat up a little higher because he was able to sit on his tail. Right. And that made him a little higher. Right?
1: When he was chasing after
0: his prey, yes. It well, He was, was a ferret of an old man, frankly. A ferret of an old man. Poor Jack. He was a great guy. But here's the story, too. Yeah. I could right now go over here in my office... And I could show you the gift that Jack gave me, which is a notebook cover for ruled paper that mm-hmm. you would take to a business to take note. Sure. And on the cover is a embossed, engraved kind of soft cover is a embossed figure of a bear.
1: Okay.
0: And the name of his product, which I believe is Waterworks, Bear Works, Bear Parts, or whatever. Is there? I still have it. I remember the day he gave it to me when he gave me all that money. He gave me that mm-hmm. as a token of his appreciation. So it's nice to have something from that guy. And this was 50, 50 years ago. Fifty? Wow. Well, that's a long time.
1: That's a, a half a century. That's a half a century, man. That's a, whoa. That's that's a long time. There, yeah, but anyway, take like, uh, here's the check.
0: Here's to Jack.
1: Here's to Jack. Raise Raise the the glass. Raise the glass to Jack. Jack and the stick. Not the beanstalk.
0: Jack be nimble and Jack be quick. (laughs) Jack, what the fuck are you doing
2: with that stick? Nailed it. (laughs) Picture him
0: jumping over the stick. Uh Uh-oh. Slipped. Uh Ah. Jack we'll the quick. Jack, what <laughs> the suck. fuck are you doing Look
1: at the, the road, backs? Jack.
0: Look at the road. What are you doing, Jack? Hey, there's a song there. <laughs> Look at the road, Jack. Exactly. What the fuck no, that's it. No, that's not.
1: No, right. that's the wrong second I,
0: line. I'll, I'll come back to that. I'll come back to that. I got to get the get the uh, ademarapia. So I saw a Mel Brooks' documentary. I want you to uh, find it post it and watch portions of it. And the clip that I want you to include of many, I'm sure, once you see this marvelous documentary is when he's being interviewed in his office and after three or four questions to make a point, he jumps up on his desk, dances and sings, and does an entire song like Frank Sinatra to make a point in his story. Wow. And the the interviewer and the camera guy are just silent watching him he is it's wild yeah it's wild he seems it's wild he seems like the
1: kind of guy that is so uh, s- the identity of being an entertainer is so deep in his soul he never stops. that he never stops. He, he
0: can't he can't turn it off he, he's, he's being interviewed on a talk show and to this day to this moment this is an unusual thing to see this is another clip maybe you can find where he's on a talk show and the, just two guys in a chair the typical format where the people get animated and stuff and they mm-hmm. this is what he's doing when he's telling a story he's walking around in circle with <laughs> the interviewer in his empty chair in the center of walking a circle acting out three different parts and of course breaking into a song this time a full-throated version of a Dean Martin song wow that he does he does the whole song <laughs> and when you understand what he is, in fact, is a musical. He's a musical man, right. a musical genius. His latest endeavor is that he's got a Broadway show that he's written, producing, and directing in on uh, in down Broadway. Mm-hmm. That is Young Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Right. Yep. Have
1: you you know about this? I've I've heard. Uh, well, uh, the musical. No, not, not I've not heard of the musical. Is that happening now? Soon to come out. 2020 and
0: you remember you remember in that movie that the the uh uh dance on the stage mm-hmm. when franken's young frankenstein and the monster are dancing on the stage in tuxedos putting on the ritz and when it comes time for frankenstein to yell he goes hey, there! <laughs> and, and He's stopping. Gene Wild, it's just, it's one of the best things in the world. From that moment is where Mel Brooks said, you know, why not do the whole show like that? If I could get him in a tuxedo and dancing, right. why not turn it into a music? And this is what he's done.
1: He has had a very successful career
0: making, making people laugh. He's, he's created um, the entire galactic environment for smart and spontaneous comedy and and actually a boundary breaker. You know, who allows his actors just such a wide stretch of uh, dexterity to do what they want to do. So many stories of people doing lines and just going with the character, whatever. And, of course, he loves that. Right. That's We owe, we owe a lot to him.
1: I, I saw a documentary. I might have mentioned it on this program uh, about the making of the movie Spaceballs. Uh which which he is, created. Was that his? Yeah. And it's a it's a parody of Star Wars. And he says it's it's one of it's the movie it's the most it's the one that is most common for someone to walk up to him on the street and, and say, Hey, I love that movie which is crazy really? because because it's he has such a, a vast oeuvre of uh, of work but the uh, but they when they were interviewing all of the all of the actors and and the and the other writers and and stuff they um they all said that that Mill brooks is a real stickler like he knows he knows what he wants the the thing to look like and and you're going to keep doing takes until until it's until it's right which uh-huh. is what people say is what you hear said about all the best directors is they're perfectionists and they they want it to uh-huh. be exactly perfect. Uh, well, well, it is, it, yet, and uh-huh, they still uh-huh, still allowing uh-huh. that um, that improv
0: yes. action. That's quite the that's quite the, that's quite the stretch because his his reality unfolding is also organic. Right. And and he may not know in take three exactly what he wanted back in take one. <laughs> right. Exactly. But now, after two takes, he gets it too, organically because now that's it's happening. It's flesh. It's blood. It's yeah. people. It's intonation. It's it's the light is darker or lighter. It's so we're really here now. So where does this go? That right, right, validity, right, right. Exactly. It's know? not. It's
1: not that he he, that he knew what he wanted from the page when he woke up that morning to start shooting. No. It's that he, if he knows, knows he knows when he it's wants. yes when it's right. He says yes, that's it.
0: And yeah. he finally he he will eventually even. Know what he wants, but the the, the the number of iconic scenes from his movies that are just just etched into the memory of the country is quite a tribute. And they interview him and Carl Rayner who is also in his nineties. Yep yeah,
1: they they are um, they've committed a lot of of uh, crimes together.
0: Those two. The ten thousand year old man, which was all ad lib. All adlib. I don't know that uh, I know that one. He would. It's funny. The uh, he comes out and uh, Mel Brooks is dressed in a cape and an odd shaped hat, and he purports to be ten thousand years old. And uh, and and he's interviewed, and the questions that he's asked, he has no idea. Right, of course, he has no idea. And what he what what um, uh, what? Kyle Ryder is trying to do is to stump him
2: mm-hmm.
0: which he can never do and what Mel Brooks is trying to do is to make Kyle Reiner laugh <laughs> and break out of character
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that could be just
0: chemistry it's this chemistry and when you know that and you listen to the question and you hear you you hear the answers and you know that it gets it just creates this so funny uh thing where he's so quick He's so quick and they're comfortable just going out there and doing that. And that is, a, you know, a, the predecessor of talk show hosts who people come out and they really don't know what the interviewer is going to ask them. I mean, they're, they got a book or movie out, obviously, but, right. you know, it can go in a lot of different directions. That's not particularly scripted. It's organic.
1: Right. Totally. Unlike this podcast where we've written it down every single line every, uh, years weeks years in advance,
0: tedious, a tedious. A script writer. Yes. I try to follow your every nuance, of course. That's just what
1: I which, uh, wrote for you to say. Speaking of, of documentaries, or documentaries, as you could say, uh, there's. The other day, I was watching this thing, and also to, to sell you more on Netflix, uh, there's a. It's a series. I don't. I'm not exactly sure what the name of it is, but it's about uh, Monty Python, and it's about uh, it's interviewing them. Uh, it's probably ten years ago when, um, like, when they were all more uh, alive and coaching right. than they are now. Yeah, but it was it was but it was about it was about the you know what it was like doing. Doing Money Python, and uh, they talk about each other and about how each one had a, had certain skills and, and weaknesses and and stuff, and just it, it's really interesting. And about how they they didn't they really had no idea if the flying circus was going to be a thing at all. Like they yeah, right, they they right. found it hilarious, and they yeah. and they had a couple friends that, that thought it was funny, but they didn't really know. And <clears throat> it wasn't it wasn't until like around after they've after they'd put out like three or so episodes w- until they started getting some letters back from people uh, telling them that that they w- were being funny and edgy and stuff, and <laughs> I, I love how they they, they they mentioned that when when you're putting something out that the younger generation uh, likes because it's a little bit subversive or whatever, but the older generation is you know clicking their tongue in in disapproval. Uh, that's that's a good sign that you're you might be that's actually on to something uh and it's anyway crazy. anyway it's all it's all interspersed with with the actual skits and which are which are just oh, yeah. oh and the other thing they do is they 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 interview a bunch of uh famous british and a couple american uh, comedians as as Asking, like, well, what was your favorite Monty Python sketch? And uh, they're uh, they're just uh, like, uh, well, geez, that's such a hard question to answer. But I can name three or four for you that that, that I love, right? right. And just oh, things about how the origins yeah. of how how skits came about, and how they like the, <laughs> the 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 lumberjack song. They just didn't know how to get out of a, a particular skit where the, there was a hairdresser who they didn't know how to cut hair, and they and they figured out, well, well, actually, uh, I always didn't want to be a hairdresser. I wanted to be a lumberjack, and then they go off into that song, but. It's, uh, oh, it's good, good, good stuff.
0: Oh, so anyway, that's, that's that it's entertaining to watch. be able to just let go. Just let it go. Just do what you want to do and just let it go. Wow. Are
1: you talk, talking about
0: retirement? No, no, no. <laughs> Those guys. You've I really mean, let yourself go. To, oh, okay. they have, <laughs> to have their life, uh, to be doing that creative thing and anything went. I mean, yeah. And the collaboration. And it, well, it it truly was Monty Python. It wasn't. It it it, it, it was them as a group. All that uh, connectedness.
1: Right. It wasn't one particular one of them. It wasn't. It wasn't that. I mean, it, it, like it wasn't that. It was all of them together. Right. It, it wasn't like that. Uh, hey. they, they had. They had. They had that sort of uh, uh, McCartney Lennon magic. Where they could get together and be better
0: because of each other. but yes, right. well, and 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 because there were enough of them, the intertwining of the characters and the different skits and stuff were were you know doing the math on it. I mean, they they were so many uh, possibilities in terms of how they where they went and how they, riffed. Great. And they
1: they they talked about how particularly the um the dressing up as women. And just just being just being like housewives uh, sitting on a park bench talking uh, that, that really bothered the older generation the older generation was like you can you, they're clearly men why 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 are they dressed as women anyway uh, but they, they did uh, they did talk like you said that they just had uh, carte blanche to do whatever they, they wanted but they did talk a lot about how they were pushing the envelope on the on the sensors how they yeah, sure, uh, sure sure, sure and this was right. back when on primetime. I don't know exactly when it when they, it was uh, broadcast, but on primetime British TV, they had uh, they had topless women in some of their sketches, uh, uh, and it was just as well as all of uh, all of uh, Terry Jones's um, our drawing because a lot of their a lot of their drawings was was of naked people, uh, but wow. anyway that uh, it was it was fun. Plus, like you. you I, that the way they edited it is very nice because it's a little bit of talking to people about what, the events that occurred, and then they show a, a, a skit or part of a skit, and so you get that. Um, That's you,
0: nice. Yeah, I recommend. That's nice. It. You posted a link.
1: I will. Where, I will find would, a link.
0: Where Where would that be?
1: that would be at google it your own fucking self dot no i'm sorry uh that would be great that would nice. be pleasant that would be already uh everything prepared for you at happyhour.fm/046 slash because that's where the show notes are for this episode because we are on episode 46
0: huh. so uh, that's the code i wondered what those numbers meant yes they, i explained
1: it god it was it was supposed to be secret um one yeah. other one other pi- one other Python thing is some follow-up from last episode where you talked about uh, seeing a thing where they were launching a YouTube channel and they were upset that they weren't getting paid uh, for this for this channel yeah right. um, and yeah. I saw that that was a Did you see it? It, that was a that was a uh, a YouTube video on their channel where they were talking about that but I I got there because when I searched for it it was it was linked to from an article uh, this is like from Eight or nine years ago, whenever this happened, uh, and the article was talked about how after they released their their YouTube channel, their DVD sales skyrocketed. Oh, because they like already people were ripping, uh, were 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 sharing their skits on YouTube, and th- so part of this pitch of what of this of this video was, look, these people are sharing our videos. We're going to share the high quality, actual legit versions of them, and. And it helped their it helped their sales. They made a bunch of money on on DVDs. That's so, good. Which That's is good. Which is why, like I, I, I mentioned before, back when YouTube was was nascent, uh, they had a bunch of copyright complaints because people were people were uploading episodes of The Daily Show to YouTube, and Viacom, the owner of The Daily Show, uh, you know, was throwing lawyers at the problem. And now nowadays, you can see. Pretty much everything that happens on late night TV is on YouTube the next morning, because they've, yeah. they've realized that that it doesn't hurt them. It's not like people, the people that are going to watch during the during the regular time late at night, aren't going to aren't the ones that are watching YouTube. It's a different audience, right. and, it, and it creates right. it creates more of because what they what you want is for your late night talk show person to be a a water cooler subject, right? Yeah. Or something where people, would, hey, did you see that Jimmy Fallon thing last yeah. night or whatever? So You see
0: Leno last night, right? Right
2: <laughs>
0: So I, I just you know this is going to date this podcast, but who, who cares? Yeah. We got to talk about what happened in Iowa last night. What the fuck? We got to talk about what happened in Iowa last night. They still have Iowa results. So this is the glimpse. They show a, a camera and the newscaster is in a gym. And in the gym, there's all these groups of people, and they're grouped together by who they like. So when you walk into the gym, if you're lucky enough not to have childcare, right, that you don't have to worry about childcare, you don't have a job in the evening, and you've got four or five hours to spend out on a, <sighs> as it turns out, a pretty nice day this time. But you've got to have that type of a schedule. You do see a few people with kids and whatnot. But they go, and they show up, and they say, I'm going to stand here. Uh, because you know, right off the bat, I got to tell you, I like, I like Pete. I like, uh, I like, uh, uh, Joe Biden and, uh, a lot of people go over there. And if there's a hundred people in the gym, then you've got to have 15% viability. So you have to have 15 people in that corner where you're not viable. This, this, so this system, check, th- this sounds like here. a system.
1: This sounds like a system that was designed by, shepherds or people no. that control <laughs> livestock
0: you so, know? Listen to this. so listen to this when and 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 then if you're not viable if you're only 12
2: mm-hmm.
0: right and, and you're standing around and you're standing around and you're standing around and you're standing
1: are you like <laughs> waving at other people saying hey you come no, over here you're
0: just waving and people come by and they say hey come on over here with joe biden and people don't come and people don't go and then and then somebody comes up to you and says look dude Joe Biden ain't going to make it here. Come over with us. Yeah. We're with Pete. He's a centrist.
1: We got full-size you, snicker bars over here. You
0: know, we can count you tonight. Come on over. And the guy goes over. And so when they go over the Pete Buttigieg, they're viable now because they got over 15. Right? Mm-hmm. So this is what happens. Because they hit the threshold, they're not allowed to move anymore. They're not allowed... For somebody from another campaign to come over and give him a speech, for Elizabeth Warren to show up herself, uh-huh. I don't think it can at that point, no candidate, uh-huh. but 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 the whoever, can, to, to be able to talk to people and say, you need to come to, and they say, you know, you've just convinced us. That's what a caucus is. We're talking. You've convinced us. I'm going to come with you because I've changed my mind. Oh, the rules say I can't. Lee. You're stuck there for hours and hours. That's a new rule.
1: Is it? Is it only the 100 people that were allowed in and no one else could the come in? The 100
0: people who, uh, the prescribed precinct, who showed up. There were likely 300 people invited, mm-hmm. but 100 showed up. And the show up, the 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 volume of attendance wasn't anywhere close to 2008, it was more like 2016. And here's the thing, people are saying, well, doesn't that bode well for the general election if they aren't at Barack Obama's level of 2008? No. So, <laughs> oh, in a place that's 92% white, and the average age, blah, 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 so unlike the rest of America, I and mean, oh, by the way, this quirky, crazy thing that everybody says, you know, I like their judgment, it's been fun, but now all of a sudden, they get it wrong.
1: I I just I just had an idea. You should you should try and get into the into the caucus a an, an impersonator for your candidate. So you could have an Elizabeth Warren impersonator come up there and be like talking in in, in her voice, in her cadence, and be like, "Come over here. We're going to solve all the world's problems. We're going to tax the rich. We're going to get rid of." And
0: got to hire got to hire Kate McKinnon. Yeah, we uh, mess that up yeah. <laughs> if yeah. we. Ha- then we're set. Exactly. So we're set. We're wouldn't, that, wouldn't
1: that be great? Like you're, the candidates are allowed in, but this is not the candidate.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wait wait, wait <laughs> a minute. Why not Elvis? Right. Well. <laughs> why? Why doesn't Elvis show up? He could. How about Paul Newman? Paul Newman. Or just
1: look. Shows up. Find 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 any s- beloved celebrity impersonator, and and have him. You know, you don't want a Bill Cosby, exactly, but uh, somebody. How
0: about Rich? How about Rich Little as Johnny Carson? You know this? No. Oh God! You, this is this has got to be a, a road note here. Rich Little as Johnny Carson. Okay. You won't believe. It. You won't believe
1: it. Okay. Anyway, anyway, continue. So after after everyone is in the gym and and they find right. their location and they stake out their spot and. So
0: you can only go. You can You can't shrink.
1: Are you not allowed you to can only grow? Are you led to offer cookies are you allowed to offer cookies to people that come over to your
0: I don't you know and and so there's it's in and, and all the candidates spend, okay,
2: mm-hmm.
0: millions of dollars that booms that economy. Right. Millions and millions and ads and wealth and corporate and millions and millions and the Democratic Party is spending millions and millions for organization, millions and millions and millions, and millions right? Mm-hmm. And they got it wrong. And it is the most non representative. It's like, what in the fuck could you be thinking? Why don't we? Now, forget about the idea that we all vote in the same fucking day. Right. That there's, you can have a six month period where they campaign, mm-hmm. but nobody's ahead of anybody. Just show up and vote on one fucking day over the course of an entire time zone. Give everybody the fucking day off. Right. So we can do this thing that's called our country. But no, forget that. Well, at any rate, Super Tuesday, that's where you start. Super Tuesday. This whole idea of... Don't get me fucking Iowa, New Hampshire, South Carolina. They're not fucking representative. Go to a Super Tuesday. Four regional events. Boom, bang, bam, boom. This electoral college thing. Kiss my ass, electoral college. Those motherfucking framers of the Constitution had no fucking idea. What that would end up doing in a country this populous? Right, that requires a constitutional amendment. Mark my words, boy.
1: <laughs> this it feels like this, it feels like you're you're determining who wins by like looking at a looking at a tray full of ants and a, and figuring out you know which which where all the ants are and like I know that they're in theory you know f- thinking voters but it's just so arbitrary and you know, like you say unrepresentative. And well,
0: let me let me. <laughs> I got a story to tell you. Okay. Go ahead, though. No, let no, me, no. You
2: cut you. Off.
0: So, so I knew this. I knew this political guy. Uh, I remember his name for for things to go on, and he was brilliant. And I met him, and uh, in, 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 and and uh, there's, there's another story behind how that, but we'll save that for another time. But uh, he 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 was an election guy. And he was really good at it.
1: is this Carl? And I
0: said <laughs> no it was a local guy in, okay. in Michigan. okay. And uh, I said it was a couple of days before the election and I said, so what, his name was Gary. So I said, Gary, what, what's going on now?" He said, well, now we're done doing everything we can do and uh, we know that what, 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 what we have is a great number of people who are in different tribes. Or different herds all across the landscape, and they are poised to move. And they have two days to do so. There's nothing else we can do, there's no more literature. It's gonna happen and within 24 hours, blah, blah, blah. And he said, so I want you to picture a herd of deer.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And the deer are grazing, and the deer are listening, and they're looking up, but nobody's moving. And then something happens to make them move and some of the deer in one particular location move. And when those deer move, the entire herd, for the most part, goes with them.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And there's tributaries of that. So in a large herd, there may be a main herd that goes and another herd that goes this way. Mm-hmm. But it's all about those guys to see the herd leaders, where they're going. And you never know who they are. You know, you think yeah. you, it's all all the. But that gave me the best image mm-hmm. I've ever had of what happens in the final moments when the surge of the workers and everything takes place and people walk in there and they know by then who they're jazzed for and they walk over and they go to their corner, right? Well, let's say that you're going in there and you're saying, you know what? I like to lean left, so Bernie or Warren Man, Bernie's got the juice. I like Bernie. Mm-hmm. But then there's this conservative side of me that says, that's crazy, wild shit. You're never going to get the Senate to, to approve that shit. You, you need to be more moderate. Klobuchar, low experience, or Pete, charismatic, whatever. And so you go in, and you you, you go over, and you go with Bernie when there's a big crowd, right? The Bernie, Bernie bros. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then somebody comes over, from, from Pete's camp, and talks to him about coming over, and, and at the same time, the, the person's bumped, and, and so it's, it's Amy Klobuchar's folks, and when Klobuchar's folks come over, they say, look, you can go with a little bit of this and a little bit of that, but I've got experience, and I've never lost, and I brought together everybody, and I brought together coalitions, and I work, and this is what I do, and don't be fooled, and the person who's sitting in that Crowder goes in there thinking I'm going to sit with the Bernie bros because mm-hmm. I'm all excited but you know what you know you're right yeah. Bernie's like all big picture values yell and scream in corporate but at the end of the day uh, socialist you know what I'm going to go with a proven winner who's more moderate more realistic and they say you can't go you can't leave but I thought this was a caucus. No. <sighs> no. Cock us is what we meant. That's it, Fuck it. It's done. It's such a terrible system
1: on every single every single metric. There's no there's no axis in which this is a you, good what, system.
0: What do you think Trump says? What do you think Trump says? The minute it happens, he comes out and he says, see, it's rigged. Setting the stage for when he loses, he won't leave the White House because it's rigged.
1: We were recording this mere hours before the State of the Union address. And uh, my my father and I were spitballing what might happen. And wouldn't it be just fantastic if... If Trump uh, went off of script, went off of the, his teleprompter, but I know he won't, and and he'll be, he'll do just fine. But we can hope. <laughs> Wouldn't it be amazing if he <laughs> if, if he if he went off and or got lost or something, and started saying shit like, see see how see what happened in Iowa, see how uh, see how. Our, our voting system is too flawed to, to elect a president. I think we need to stop presidential elections until we can figure out what we're going to do now. And until then, I'm just going to keep here. I'm just going to be the eternal uh, leader. And, yes. it, shit, like and that has way, hap- shit like that has happened before in other countries and two, two, in history. Two
0: things, two, things that, two things that I want to tell you. He says, number one, look at this picture of the evangelicals laying their hands on me and praying. And as Bill Maher said last week in an episode, I would feel a whole lot better about Trump if when he was praying, he didn't look like he was looking forward to getting a blow job. <laughs> <laughs> this image is so, so funny. Because uh, it's, it's, his, his head, head is down. When Trump looks up to the sky on the White House lawn, looks up into the sky and says, I'm the chosen one. That, I'm Phil. That happened. He says, "I'm the chosen one."
1: W actually believed that he was. What's uh, that? W actually believed that he was on a mission from God in the White House, but uh, but Trump is George W. Bush.
0: Yes, but Trump thinks he is God. Not exactly. Which is. He's the chosen one. He's, 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 he's Jesus fucking Christ incarnate. Which I'm okay. pretty
1: sure is the first commandment.
0: JFCI. JFCI.
1: He's, he's breaking the first commandment. So. So you want to hear. A, Iowa. In, Fuck it, man. In Spain, get this. They don't vote on Tuesdays. They vote like the rest of the civilized world in, on Sunday, where no one's working.
2: Sunday.
1: And you know what else Simple they do? enough on the Saturday before they have what is called the day of reflection and on the day of reflection uh, campaigning is prohibited no one can campaign neither the, the the candidates themselves or anyone no one can actively do anything you're just supposed to sit with your thoughts for a day before you go in and vote on the Sunday which I don't I don't know if that's better or worse it seems it feels to me better because one would like to think that people think when they vote but Uh, what do I know
0: well it would be better if it were a day of reading (laughs) rather than a reflection so they actually had something to reflect on the the uh, the idea of a caucus and as as you know town hall meetings are all the rage and as a form of government a town hall meeting approach is is phenomenal is what the country is is based on and what 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 is astounding about our uh, constitution is that that concept of going to a town hall meeting and taking a vote is not reflected in the electoral college.
2: Right.
0: And so it it, it ends up it ends up doing something. Now that the, the founders understood that the the House of Representatives, elected by the people, small jurisdictions, so many hundreds of men and women from all over the country, was well, based on on population, it was men back then, but yes. Back, this is true. Uh it was popular. right. <laughs> White men, excuse yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. They want to gloss over uh, you know, 140 years of history. <laughs> sorry. Hey man. I'm sorry, ladies. Don't start calling. <laughs> oh okay, continue. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> um I lost my train of thought now. See what happened.
1: That, that that leather chair it's is scared. really really good for podcasting, I must say. Where it sounds well, like you're hey farting man, all the time.
0: You know well. Actually, it isn't. It isn't the chair. I am farting all the time. I didn't know that it was coming across. You were saying about you got it bad. I think it's in here. (laughs) Not only does it sound bad, it fucking smells in here. God.
1: You you were saying that the caucus, uh, the 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 founding fathers had this idea of a town hall uh, meeting. Oh
0: yes, yes, yes. So 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 so. uh, But the Senate is based on geography. Right. So every every state gets two senators. It's like let me get this straight. You got, uh, you know, ten, twenty thousand 20,000 people in your state, and you get two. And then these other guys over here, they got a million, Mm -hmm. and they get two. What? Wait a minute. Well, it's it's my
1: understanding that that the reason that happened was as a compromise between two factions that couldn't agree on how it should be. And rather than doing the reasonable—well, rather than doing— the 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 more rural areas, of course, wanted uh, you know thought because back then land owning was a was a big uh, like that's how you that's how you measured measured dicks as 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 lead, as important people it's how much land you owned and I think they still had that concept of well we have all this land so that means that we are worth more than you in these decisions or something like that but
0: so. And, and and I think that in the in the in the historical debate, because of the negotiations that resulted in this, they ended up saying, "So now that we're settled on this, how do we want to describe it? What's the narrative? What's the purpose? What's the expectation?" Mm-hmm. And what they settled on was that let the let the House of the People, the House of Representatives, work with the with the entire mass of people that are there, and when they come over to this side. We're going to look at it in a much more systematic way and a more policy level, and we're going to be thinking about the country as a whole, where all, you all are, are coming up. And so we're, we're right. a more deliberative. Mm-hmm. And in fact, they say, and they stand up tall on their haunches, and they say, we are, in fact, the most deliberative body in the world, Ooh. the most deliberative body in the world. After what just happened, fuck no. Mm -hmm. You are a fucking shill. You are a shill, and your day is done, and you are going to fall. You want to wait for the election? You? You're talking about the Senate? Yes. It goes Democratic. House, Senate, and the White House. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Yes. Because they have pissed off the wrong fucking people, which is everybody. Well, it's everybody 50 percent except that 38 fucking percent that is so excited about Trump. But are we going to get mad at them? Are we going to say it's about them? We can't. If we do, there'll be a civil war.
1: Yeah, but didn't con- I mean, Congress for all of Obama's term, Congress was also a do nothing pile of shit. Uh, like they they just would – they their their policy was to just say no without even thinking. And sure. they survived the 2016 election just fine. I don't
0: know. Well, like the, it, yeah. the people so, weren't so,
1: angry enough about that.
0: No. Well, and the fact was is that they weren't. And so this is the – And mean, now you think
1: people are more angry?
0: They matter in hell. They matter than they've ever been. And there's more well, of them that are mad. They And I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to rent a fucking truck – with a loudspeaker on the back of it, and I'm gonna drive up and down the streets of Kalamazoo, and I'm gonna say to the microphone, get out and vote, which you'll see behind me are vehicles who are driving 20 miles an hour, wave one of them over, they will pick you up, and when they're loaded, they will take you to a polling place, it is time to vote. Up and down the streets all day long. Everybody needs to get out and do that. We need to have the absolute. This is why. When one considers the Bernie bros, Mm -hmm. they're the ones that are out there knocking on the doors, linking arms, going neighborhood to neighborhood, five, 10, 15, 20 of them spread out. And you know what they do? They each give 12 bucks. And there are... More of them and growing and growing and growing mm-hmm. and growing. I'll tell you, man, what Bernie says is, I'm the only one here who's got an army. Yep. Like Trump. True. The only one. The only one. This is a revolution. So I, Sorry about the chair. <laughs> I'll get a new one. I yeah. want a new one. Or just don't set it. I got this used for like seven bucks, or just
1: wear so, pants when you're sitting on the chair, so it's not just your bare ass uh, <laughs> making all that noise.
0: I'm sitting on my balls actually they' so are <laughs> they're, they're, uh, they're, uh, they're, they're inflated. I'm not quite sure why so That's I, why I appear to be sitting two feet up off the chair. they're
2: really big.
1: I thought I'd share a uh, an idea that I heard today from our only ever podcast guest Dr. Pudd. uh Dr. Pudd. He 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 Dr. said Dr. He he said uh he's got this fantasy of um uh, if going before there's a there's a big Trump rally where in the Trump rallies it's not open to the public. They specifically hand pick every one of those people that are that are there uh so that there is no dissenters possible. Uh and his idea is to you know, when they're in some big, uh, in some big arena to, to have gone in the week before and climbed up in the rafters and put a, a speaker there that you can, that you can broadcast to remotely. And so when, so when he he's there saying something, have, you know, with your mic, uh, you know, a, a mile away, you know, say something like, uh, uh, that's total bullshit or whatever, loud enough in the speaker. Liar. Li- yeah, exactly. Wrong. Uh, and, it would, yeah. And it would take, and the, and the security there would be like, we have to find this, this, this person. We have to get this right, person out. And right. they'd, be, they'd be looking all around. And it would take them half an hour before they realized that the sound is coming from up there. And how the hell do we get up there? And we only swept the place it's, for bombs.
0: Uh, it's, this is Jeff's idea. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, it's great. It's
1: great. Just a, you're, like you're not, you're just trolling. <laughs> you're just fucking with them. <laughs>
0: right, right, right. That, that would be so, uh, because they would, they would they have to stop. to get now they're going to listen to the podcast, and there they go. Yeah, well, there they go. All the, all the so interrupt- where will they go to find the show notes?
1: <laughs> the, the schematics for how to, uh, to 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 design one of these uh, apparatus is at happyhour.fm/slash zero four six. And if you'd like us to build and send you one, you can go to patreon.com/slash happy hour and donate, and then we'll, we will consider doing that for you. So that's about. The gist of it. I will be seeing you in 15 hours. That's
0: pretty so, uh, okay, well, so let's go. Ciao,
2: baby. <laughs>
1: That's it for episode number 46 thank you for listening you can find the show notes at happyhour.fm slash 046 and if you would like to donate money to us to help us pay for the hosting and the editing that would be at patreon.com slash happyhour next week we have a very special episode where Dennis and I are recording in the same room together so don't miss that and as always
2: see you next week